And now on the bench, let's look at the world of rugby union. On the line at the moment, we do have the first grade captain from the Hornsby Lions to give us a wrap-up of the game from a couple of weeks ago down here at Mark Taro and also talk about their game tomorrow. Welcome to the bench, Sam. Good evening. G'day, guys. How are you going? I'm good. Normally you're speaking to Tony, but you've got me tonight. I'm just having a look through here. Congratulations on the win against the against Woy Woy a couple of weeks ago down at Mark Tower Oval, winning 26-14. Just give us a little bit of wrap-up of, of what happened. I didn't get a chance to pop down, but I've been told from various sources that it was a very enthralling game and was one of the best games that you guys have played in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, look, it was certainly a much-needed win uh, and of all the days to do it on our back of Hornsby Day, which is sort of our old boys' day, uh, and we also played for the Any Warner Memorial Trophy to uh, sort of remember our uh, remember our lost mates and all that uh, all that sort of thing. So it was uh, if there was ever a day to win it on the calendar, uh, that was the one. So glad that we could uh, make it that one. Um, we were sort of uh, we're really happy with the way we played in the end because we've had a bit of a uh, uh, usually hear about a winning culture. Unfortunately, Hornsby in the past uh, year or two has had a bit of a losing culture where we've had leads and haven't been able to hold on to them. So. Uh, in the past sort of eight or nine games throughout the last two years, we've had um, we've we've had the lead at half time and have managed to lose pretty much all those games because of that culture. But happy to be able to start to you know make the right transition to turn that around and create that winning culture that we need to you know eventually make the finals. And that is absolutely our goal. Yeah, we'll just go through all the games that are happening this weekend. We'll leave your game against Warner Vale to last, but starting off with the game up at the Haven Oval, the Terry Gall and the Lakes. I'll just read through all these and we'll talk a little bit more about your game directly. Uh, Arimba Rugby Park, Arimba are hosting Gosford. At Carryong, they're hosting Woi Woi. Avoca Beach have the bye, but then, as I said, you're playing Warnervale here at home tomorrow afternoon. And for all our listeners, you'll be able to actually hear this call here on Triple H with our friend Kiwi Mick and a friend from Hawkesbury Radio in Nick Quitnack. They're going to be calling this game live on Triple H. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. Three o'clock kickoff for. For the first grade? That's correct. Okay. Little Birdie also tells me that you were playing in the the New South Wales Country Championships over the long weekend. And yep. third place, if I remember correctly, along with Angus McQueen. Would that be correct? That's right, yep. So uh, there were three representatives from Hornsby over the weekend. Uh, we had uh, Angus and myself play for the Central Coast uh, the Central Coast Senior Men's Team mm-hmm. and uh, Alex Bellamy who's the Vice President uh, and founder of our women's club uh, she was uh, the manager for the Central Coast Women's Team so yeah three uh, three of the red black and gold up there wearing the Central Coast colours which ironically is also red black and gold yeah I know where you're coming from I was managing the under 16s and under 18 sides for Warringah in the Junior Championships held down at Rat Park on the Saturday, Sunday and Monday, so I know it can be a long weekend, but it's a good weekend. All yeah, I ask- absolutely, and uh, look, I, could, I reckon managing sometimes tougher to play with a, with, a, with a bunch of boys and girls that went away, so uh, yeah, I can sympathise with Alex on that one. Mm. Okay, so just recon, so we'll go into a bit more detail about your game, so obviously you used one against Woi Woi 26-14. The opposition, Warnervale, had a 26-all draw with the Lakes. Where do you see this game being won and lost? Well, we're hoping that uh, for the first time in a long time, we might actually have the ascendancy in our forward pack. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the Warnervale carry a pretty small board pack, so we're hoping that we can use that to our advantage. But uh, I, we know that Warnervale have lost a lot of key players over the past year, um, where they've gone sort of either not playing anymore other codes or other clubs. Mm-hmm. However, we've seen some of the results that they've had that they've uh, they've still been able to get some points on the board. So clearly, there's some threat there somewhere that we've got to uh, we've got to mitigate. But uh, they're a little bit of a mystery to us. We've got to uh, we've got to put the feelers out there with the first sort of ten or fifteen minutes, see where they're at, and um, we'll go from there. But from what we know, they do have a small board pack, so we'll uh, we'll use some of our um, some of our thickens to uh, to our advantage. Yeah, well, just have me look at the the table of the of the competition that you're in. Is it currently joint second last with Warner Vale on nine points? Obviously, five behind Carry On, but a decent eight points ahead of the Woy Woy side who are coming last. A win there with a bonus point obviously will get you up with Carry On, depending on how the other results go. Possibly could even go across, go ahead of Voca Beach. Curiosity for the Central Coast: Do you, for your buys, do you get points, or is it just a buy round where you just get the week off? Uh, that's actually a good question. I'm not too sure because the uh, the actual Central Coast competition is a 10-team competition, mm-hmm. but the entrance only fields a third-grade team. Okay. So the first and second-grade uh, teams, when they are drawn against the entrance, have a bye, and mm-hmm. the third-grade teams play. So uh, whether everyone gets a win or everyone gets a loss, I'm actually not sure. I'll have to double-check. But either way, it's the same for everyone. So uh, so the uh, the table will even out the end. Yeah, so we'll, well, once again for our listeners, just make sure you're listening from just before 3pm and you'll be able to hear Kiwi Mick and Nicholas Coulton calling this game between our Hornsby Lions and Warnervale from down here at Mark Taylor Oval. Just before we let you go, give a 30-second spiel why we should, why the fans should make the trip to come down. We know it's not going to be the warmest day, but it is, it is forecast to be sunny. Give us a spiel why the fans should turn up and come and watch his play and listen to us on the radio. Well, I mean, you guys are obviously the uh, the bait that we need to get people to come along. I mean, who doesn't love a live broadcast? But uh, I reckon that Hornsby Rugby have got probably the most electric back line going around. And uh, this weekend with the ascendancy that we're hoping to get with the forwards, we'll get a platform in the back to to really take it to one of us. Um, we don't really know what we're going to come up against. So uh, in that regard, it's, uh, it's a mystery for everyone whether you're tuning in, uh, tuning in over Triple H or going to be at the ground. We've also got a, uh, we've also got a Memorial Day uh, for Bingai Gamble, who unfortunately is a, uh, a Hornsby Rugby stalwart that passed away this week and was left a young family behind. So we'll be raising all the money we can for his, uh, for his young family to, you know, to get by as they need to. So, um, yeah, if you bring anything that folds, it'll, uh, it'll go straight to the family, which is always greatly appreciated. Yeah, and all and from all us here at the bench, our greatest condolences to the family. But once again, Sam, thanks very much for coming on board and talk to us about the Hornsby Lions and the Central Coast competition. Good luck tomorrow. I'll be listening in whilst I'm down at Camden with the with my Warringa Rats team. Best of luck, and we'll catch up with you next week. My pleasure, and best of luck to the Rats as well. Thank you very much, Sam. Okay, we're now back here with. All things cricket on the line at the moment. We do have the first grade captain from our our home side, the Northern Districts Rangers, Nathan Smith. Good evening and welcome to the bench. G'day guys, thanks for having me. Not a lot, mate. Obviously, talking a lot, a little bit about cricket through the World Cup, a couple of washouts, but we'll we'll get stuck straight into it. Obviously, tonight out at the Rose Bowl, you've got 
England and the West Indies? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so England obviously looking to keep their World Cup campaign going, and the West Indies just keep surprising us, to be fair, and they're in, looking in real good shape. And then on Saturday night, out of the Oval, Australia play their fifth game of the tournament. They're going to be hosting Sri Lanka. Hopefully the rain will stay away. It's been one of those tournaments where you get one day's play, one day rain, one day's play, one day rain. Hopefully the rain can stay away for a few days so Australia can get on the surface. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Sri Lanka's probably suffered more than anyone. They've only gotten two games with two washouts as well. So um, maybe a good time to get Sri Lanka while they haven't quite got into the tournament. And then Australia as well can... Uh, Meant their dominant World Cup performances so far. Where uh, they can go deeper into the deeper into the tournament. This is the one game where I know our friend here on the bench, Matt Mears, will be trying to get himself tickets to India and Pakistan at Old Trafford on Sunday night. This is going to be one of the best games I believe of the whole tournament. Yeah, oh, the, the crowd will be out on the street as well. It'll be filled <laughs> up for, for days. Um, yeah, the rivalry continues between those two countries and I expect nothing nothing but what we've seen already. So um, Pakistan will definitely lift a gear, a gear and India will have to show why, why they're world number one um, to beat them. And then next Wednesday night out at Edgebaston, New Zealand will be looking to maintain their unbeaten run. They're taking on the very, very poor South Africa. Not what we expect from them. We do expect that they would actually have a decent go, but to have played their games and not to have picked up a win yet. That's disappointing from South African view. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, both sides really need to get on. New Zealand had that washout against India the other day as well, where really that would have been their first test. So uh, hopefully South Africa show up and can test them and see if New Zealand are the real deal. Um, And South Africa, well, we all know how bad they're going at the moment, so they need to get their World Cup campaign back on track. Um, so, again, that will probably be a game to switch your eyes to because that can check up what happens at the pointy end of the tournament. And then next Thursday, June the 20th, out of Trent Bridge, Australia will play Game 6. They're taking on Bangladesh. This, if anything, this is going to be the banana skin game. We know that Australia should be able to beat Bangladesh, but as we've seen so far in this tournament, Bangladesh have been one of the little surprise packets. They either don't turn up or when they do turn up, they turn up and they turn up well. Yeah, definitely. I think Bangladesh, uh, you can't really class Bangladesh as one of the smaller minnow teams anymore. They seem to upset the big countries on a regular basis now. So I think Australia definitely, if they don't show them any respect, then Bangladesh can definitely wipe the floor with them. Um, But very much a danger game for Australia. I think, as we said, Bangladesh already upset a few teams in the tournament. They'll be looking to do exactly the same and they'll love that underdog card. So and then you obviously the couple of games of major importance during the week obviously Australia beating beating Pakistan earlier in the week by 41 runs Australia all out for 307 with an over to spare then rolling Pakistan for 266 David Warner getting uh, one of his superlative centuries there with some backup from a few of the other guys yeah I mean it's it's great seeing Dave Warner come back into the back into the team and score runs for us because when he's on on song, there's just no one better, um, and he always gets Australia off to a good start. So 
good to see him, Aaron Finch in the runs, Steve Smith been making runs as well. Um, and definitely, hopefully, that kickstart uh, David Warner's campaign in particular and taking take him on further. Um, so, gee, we made it hard for ourselves in the bowling area. We seemed to let them into it a little bit. And then, but in the end, it was quite a comfortable victory. And then you go back to, obviously, Australia losing to... India in a very high-scoring run chase there, losing by 36 runs. India three for three, I say five for three, five two with Shikadawan getting a well-composed 117 off 109 with some good support from Vera Kohli as usual. Rohit Sharma getting another 50. Hardik Pandya almost getting a 50 with 48 off 27. And then in reply, Warner getting his usual 50. Aaron Finch unluckily run out for 36. Steve Smith getting 69 and Usman Khawaja getting 42 and Alex Carey coming in late hitting 55 off 35 Yeah that was a that was a game which really stood out for me I think um, the way India batted just pushes me pushes them up in, in my regard of how good they are as a team um, because Australia's bowling attack as we know is super strong and they just seem to do it with ease at the start with Chikadawan and Rohit Sharma and Vera Kohli, their top three scoring nearly well, over 200 runs between them. Um, that's, that's a fourth to be reckoned with. And Australia, we gave it a good crack, um, but didn't have too many runs on the board. Uh, but India, I think, very much a dangerous team going, in, going into the back end of the tournament. But as we have said before, the rain washouts have been absolutely terrible when it comes to certain sides, as we said, like the New Zealand-India game and the South Africa, West Indies and the Pakistan Sri Lanka game where they're games where the rain has just absolutely ruined this tournament but you've got to expect that when you go to England in late May, early June you're going to get games and days where it's just going to be raining all day and you're going to lose games so you basically need to be getting on getting your wins there to make up for any possibilities where you could have games where you do get washed out Yeah, it's, it's it's classic English conditions that we can harp on about living in sunny Australia but uh, the the weather it does make every game so much more important because if you don't capitalise on the opportunities you get then it'll cost cost you dearly coming in the back end um, and leading into the finals uh, just and also there's no rearrangement of games so literally run rate it could all boil down to that wickets in hands, all those sort of things. So when you get your chance, you've got to take it and do it comprehensively in the end. G'day, Nathan. It's Lockie Pringle here. I'm just uh, interested in your thoughts. This Australian side, obviously, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement both in the batting and bowling sides of things. I'm just interested in your thoughts. As, uh, we've got Mitch Marsh, who's just flown over there, is cover for Marcus Stoinis. Is, is he a player that you could see... Uh, Getting getting much game time going forward uh, to to improve possibly either batting or have an extra bowler in the side. Yeah, I think it's it's a really good discussion point at the moment. Um, particularly, even though we are winning um, our all rounders, mm. Marcus Stoinis obviously he's got a little side show at the moment, so that's why Marsh is over there and Glenn Maxwell. They both just haven't been scoring runs for us. Um, I personally would like to see the extra bowler in there. I'd love to see. Um, take mine and get a crack and possibly even play two spinners. Um, what, they're, what they're thinking of doing, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I definitely think Mitch Marsh is a bit of X factor. 
um, and he could come in and play freely and bowl those couple of overs that we need from our sixth bowler. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you spoke about Nathan Lyon as well. He's another another player who's over in that side and has often been overlooked in that one-day side, and, and he's always had very good form in T20. So, yeah, it'd be very good to see if they did decide to go two, two specialist spinners with Lyon and Zamper in the side. Yeah, very interesting point. Yeah, the great, the great thing about Nathan Lyon is you just know what you're going to get with him. He's so consistent, and he's done it for so long, even though he hasn't got the, the opportunities he would have liked in one-day cricket. Um, but, yeah, you pick him and you just know he's going to put in a performance for you and he's going to do it well. Well, with all that, with all that cricket, Nathan, how's the pre-season going, obviously, for our Rangers at the moment? Everything's going well. Any new players coming in that we'd like to know about? Uh, we're still in the sort of pre-season planning phase. Uh, it'll be kicking off, I'd say, in the next month or so. Mm. Uh, no new players to announce, apart from Scott Rogie, which we talked about the other day. Yeah. That, um, that's a massive pickup. Massive pickup. He's a he's a big pickup going into the season, and we're all very excited to get get to know him and get started. And um, at this stage, we're still finalising our squad as well, so it'll be real interesting coming into sort of the July period where everything gets sewn up and mm. the season planning itself starts. Definitely. Well, once again, Nathan, thank you very much for coming on the bench tonight and we'll touch base with you next week after more of the World Cup. Yeah, definitely, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a good night. Once again, that's Nathan Smith, the first-grade captain of our Northern Districts Rangers. (laughs) 